You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Let's stand. We're going to go ahead and get into the, the preaching here. Luke 17. Luke chapter 17. You know, this is, um, this is probably one of the more well-known stories in the Bible. And, you know, I, 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 look, at, I look at stories like this and truths like this, and you think, okay, this is, this is so simple. Um, there's nothing really profound about these truths and these Bible stories that, that you learn as a kid. Uh, but there's a reason why you learn them as a kid. And there's a reason why they're, they're foundational truths and fo- foundational stories is because they're so important. And, and we, we can get so caught up in, in um, a, a lot of different complicated things. And maybe, maybe we, we get so caught up in our um, adult lives that we forget some of the, the kids' stories and the kids' Bible stories. And we need to be reminded of them. And so this is one of those stories and one of those truths. It's simple, but it's something we need to be reminded of. And, and it's a help to me, and it's been a help to me. And I, I think it could be a help tonight as well. So uh, we're going to look at verse uh, 11 of Luke 17. Verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Let's pray. God, we're so thankful for the day, and we're thankful to be here in your house, and we don't want to to take for granted uh, the freedom that we have to be here, and just the opportunity that we have to to be here, to be refreshed by your people, to uh, be with people that are going the same direction, that have the same uh, desire, and that's to please you with their lives, And, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for my church family, and I pray you help me as I preach. I pray that you will uh, clear, my, clear my thoughts, clear my head, and help me to communicate clearly the truth that you've laid on my heart. And I pray that it will be a blessing as uh, it has been a blessing to me. And I, I pray that you will bless the service, and I pray that you will keep us safe as we return on our way home tonight as well. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, I have uh, I've told this story before, and I'm still here. And uh, I get a little nervous when I tell stories like this, um, that you'll change your mind, that you don't want me as your youth pastor or your music director. Uh, But again, I'm I'm still here, so I'm going to tell it again because it it fits really well with this message. Um, But as a a sixth or or, or seventh grader, uh, my brother, Daniel, who's about five years older than I am, uh, we started sharing uh, a bathroom. We, we shared a room and bathroom uh, before, that, before that point, but we moved into our new house 
that uh, my dad and, and church members had just built. And let's just say that my brother and I had a hard time keeping our bathroom clean. As, as moms, you, you probably know from your teenage boys. Um, I know because I take, take them to camp and it's pretty bad. Um, but we're, we're typical teenagers, struggle to keep our, our stuff clean. And so one dreadful morning, I hear my dad coming up the stairs. And you can, you can tell, for whatever reason, you can tell the difference between a, you know, a dad just coming to say hi and to say, son, you're doing such a great job, to a dad coming up the stairs and you know you're about to get in trouble. I, I feel like I could tell the difference, and I could tell the difference that, that morning. It was a Friday morning. He was off. He started coming up the stairs, and immediately in my head I'm thinking, my room's clean. Uh, the, the, the play area is clean. The bathroom. The bathroom is not clean. So Daniel and I meet each other in the middle, and uh, we're like, okay, we're just going to take it. We're going to take whatever, whatever comes our way. And the first thing he does, he goes straight to the bathroom. He goes straight to the bathroom, opens the door, and stuff is everywhere. Um, there's toothpaste on the sink. There's toothpaste on the mirror. The mirror needed to be cleaned desperately. Um, there were those toilet paper cardboard things lying on the floor. There were towels on the floor, laundry on the floor. Um, I know, I know, you, you, you probably wouldn't guess that from me, but yeah, it, it happened. It was a mess. It looked like a tornado had just come through. So he pauses a moment to think about what he's going to say, think about what he's going to do, I guess. And what he ended up saying uh, stuck with me, obviously, till now. But it, it went something like this. Not only did I sacrifice hours and hours to build you all this nice home, this nice bathroom, your own rooms, um, but there were countless church members who gave up nights with their families, who, who gave up time to come and help build this house, to help build this bathroom, to help build your room. Uh, they, gave up, they gave up a lot for that. And, and this is what you do to it. This is how you treat it. And uh, my, my heart dropped. That, that was, uh, you, you, could hear, you could hear a pin drop. It was a, a very sobering moment, um, to say the least. We were basically living with, with all the benefits of a nice house, all the benefits that had come our way because of, of the sacrifice of my dad, of my parents, of the church members to, to build us this nice home. We're living with all those benefits, but acting like it, it really didn't mean anything to us. And, and acting like nothing had happened, not saying thank you, and, and treating it very poorly. So long story short, my dad decided for our, our punishment that anything we did in that bathroom, we would have to do outside for, for a week. So everything from brushing our teeth, washing our hands, taking a shower, and even going to the bathroom, we did it outside. Um, that was the worst punishment I ever received. I will never forget it. Uh, it felt like a month, but it, 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 it was like, it was October, October, November when it happened. And so it was a, I mean, it's not South Dakota, but it was a little chilly. So let's just say it was a lesson learned. It, it was a lesson learned. Um, but it was a lesson that, that when, when, people, when people sacrifice, when, when people give things to you, then you shouldn't just live with all the benefits and do nothing in return. And you, 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 should, you should be grateful. And, and you should view it different when, when people sacrifice for you in that way. 
know, and, and that, that's what I believe Jesus is trying to teach some of the people here uh, in our text. And, it, and it, I think it will be help for us, for us today. So Jesus Christ was, was traveling to Jerusalem where in just a couple months he would be crucified. And, and on, on his way, he's passing through Samaria and passing through Galilee. And, and that's, that's significant in and of itself. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. So as Jesus is passing through the city, then ten lepers call out to him to heal them of, the, of this awful disease that they have. The disease is leprosy. And leprosy in that day was, was very contagious. It was a very contagious disease. And a lot of times in, in that time, people would basically consider it a death sentence. Just because of, of how it would wear away at the body, it would disfigure the body. And overall, it was just an awful, awful thing to happen to you. And so because of the law, then the lepers couldn't be in the city. They, they couldn't be with their family. They couldn't be with their friends. They had to separate themselves from the city, from their family, from their friends, and be on the, the outskirts of town. They were outcasts, basically, from, from society. And this is where they see Jesus. So Jesus is coming into town. He sees them, and they ask for healing. They... They, I can imagine they're pretty desperate. If you, if you look at the situation, you put yourself in their shoes, I would be pretty desperate if I were them. And they see Jesus, they, they somehow recognize him, and, and they say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They're, they're begging, they're begging for healing. And again, it's a desperate situation. I would be begging too. They're desperate, they want healing. So Jesus hears them, and instead of healing them right away, then he follows what the law required. And, and he tells the lepers to go show themselves to the priests. So instead of immediately healing their, their disease, like he had done before with other people, then Christ, I believe, is, is trying to test their obedience. And this isn't the point of the message, but it is helpful. It's a principle that we need to be mindful of, that when we ask God for things, when we pray, when we, when we seek things of God, we shouldn't just expect a, a free handout. We, we shouldn't expect for God to, to just give us anything that we want if we're not living like we should, if we're not being obedient. We, we shouldn't expect God to, to bless you or to, to give us anything if we're not living like we should, if our relationship with him isn't like it should be. If we expect God to answer our requests, then he should find us in a place of obedience to him. Why, why would God grant our requests? Why, why would God bless us if we're not willing to, to do the little requests that he asks of us? And a lot of times we, we, we just feel like we're entitled, entitled to his blessings, entitled for him. Uh, we, we think that, that we're owed something from God. Um, but that, that's not necessarily the case. If we ask things of God, then, then we, should, we should be willing to obey him and we should be in a place of obedience. And, and teenagers, that's a good, lesson, a good lesson for you as well, to live by with your parents, in that you, you shouldn't expect gifts, you shouldn't expect money, you shouldn't expect extra things if you haven't been obeying them, if you haven't been honoring them. Um, why, why, should, why should they give you things? Why should they treat you with respect if you don't treat them with respect? It's, it's a good principle for all of us to live by. And when we ask of things from God, when we pray, we, we, should, we should be in a place of obedience. And, and that's what the lepers did. They obeyed. And as they obeyed, um, which, 
it probably wasn't an easy thing for them to, to leave the person who was going to heal them to then go show themselves to the priest and what if they still had the disease? It probably wasn't an easy thing, but they obeyed nonetheless. So they, they obeyed God, they obeyed Christ, and, and he healed them. He healed them because of it. Imagine what this would have been like for people who were outcasts, who had been separated from their families, who had basically been given a death sentence, and, and were all alone because of it, and, and because of this, this awful disease. I, I can't imagine how, how they felt when they saw that they were healed. I, I, would, I would scream, I would shout, I would jump up and down. I would be so excited. And we, we get to see how one leper responds. Look at verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Now, this wasn't just a, a, a simple thank you. The verse says that, that the leper glorified God with a loud voice. He fell down on his face. He was on his hands and knees thanking Jesus for, for what he had just done for him. Maybe you think that's excessive. Uh, if you saw that, you, you, you would probably think that's excessive. But really, it's the only right and, and it's the best thing for, for him to do because of what Jesus had just done for him. Considering what Jesus had just done, that's a proper response. But then Luke, Luke mentions at the end of this verse, at verse 16, that this man was a Samaritan. And you may not think that's really a, a big deal, but if you, if you were to understand the relationship that Jews and Samaritans had, you'd realize that it, it's extremely rare for, it would be extremely rare for any Samaritan to even talk to a Jew, to have any kind of interaction with Jews. Typically when, when people were traveling around the area, they would go around Samaria. They didn't even want to go through. And, and that, that, that shows Jesus' love for, for people, uh, that he didn't, he, didn't care. he didn't care if it was Jews or, or Samaritans or whatever it was. He, he just did what, what God was telling him to do. He wanted to reach people. And that shows God's love for, for his people. But it also shows how incredible this response is to this, to, to the, for, for the Samaritan. No, they, they never socialized. They're never friends. Samaritans and Jews were, were bitter rivals. It's kind of like me and Brother Jeremy. I'm an Oklahoma State fan. He's an OU fan. We're bitter rivals. We, we don't talk to each other. We, we are enemies, especially around Bedlam. No, I, I love Brother Jeremy, but, uh, but it is like that. It, it's, it's like rivals. So you, you would never expect to, to fraternize with, with the enemy. So the fact that this is mentioned here is for us to realize that, that this man was so thankful for what Jesus had just done he put aside all excuse. He put aside all, all social norms to let Jesus know how thankful he was for what he had just done for him. That's a big deal. It, it, it is a really big deal that this Samaritan would humble himself to, to be that thankful. And, and he, he, he was a very humble man to, to do this. And we can learn a lot from him. But look at, look at Christ's response to this. Verse 17 and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They're not, returned, they're, they're not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. You know, after seeing only the one leper come back and, and, and give his gratitude, well, Jesus is wondering, why, why did only one come? 
Why, why did only one, one of the lepers return back to, to say thank you? I, I don't know exactly the reason. It doesn't give us a reason necessarily. But I, I would think, you know, may, maybe they're just so preoccupied with, with the, their healing. And again, it's a, it's a big deal that they're, they're healed of this disease. They were, they were wanting to be clear of this title leper and this newfound place that they're going to have in society. Getting to be back with their friends, getting to be back with their family. I imagine that they were pretty excited. It'd be an exciting thing. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if it was that big of a deal, then they, they should have gone back and said thank you. They, they should have gone back and, and given their gratitude. They, they weren't grateful for, for what had just happened to them. What happened was they had received the benefit from Jesus. They had received the gift from Jesus, this incredible gift. And they just went on like nothing out of the ordinary had happened. Jesus' response to these nine lepers gives us a, a good principle and a mindset uh, that we can live by. And it's this. The, the act of receiving is not complete until we show our gratitude. The act of receiving is not complete until we show our gratitude. When Jesus asked where the other nine were, it's almost like he expected them to come back and, and to say thank you, to show their gratitude. And that's exactly what should have happened. In God's eyes, the act of receiving blessings from others is not complete until you complete that act with gratitude. It's a great way to live, especially teenagers, when you receive so much from your parents. When we receive so much as a church from, from different people at different times in our lives, we should be thankful. Don't ever view the, the act of receiving complete un, until you give your gratitude. So the, the only one that, that comes back to Jesus to give thanks, to, to give God glory for, for what had just happened in his life, was this stranger, a Samaritan, someone, someone who, who, who is an enemy of the Jews, basically. So mo most commentators agree that if, if this one, one man was a, a, a Samaritan, then some of the language that, that it uses would basically mean that these other nine lepers were Jews, they, they, were, they were most likely Jews. So what this means is that the ones who, who should have known Christ the best, who, who probably knew the works of, of, that Jesus had been doing, the ones who, who should see the significance in what Christ had just done for them, the ones who had, should have given him the most glory just walked away. And the one who had the most excuses to, to walk away was the one that gave thanks to Jesus. Now, it's likely that, that these Jews had become so familiar with, with the stories of Jesus, with, with the coming Messiah, that the, the miracles of Christ ceased to amaze them anymore. And, and they, were, they, they ceased to be amazed by what Jesus had just done for them. And instead of thanking and, and praising Jesus for, for what he had just done, they went on about their business. They went on about their lives living with the benefits of the physical healing and missing out on some spiritual healing as well. Look at verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Because of the one leper's faith, he was saved. Je Jesus saved, saved this man because of his faith. Th this part of the account confirms to us that, that God it truly does reward those that believe on him with salvation. 
But he also rewards those that are grateful and that show their gratitude. This man wasn't saved because, because of the act of gratitude. He, he was saved by his belief in God. But thankfulness, thankfulness was just a work that characterized this man's newfound faith. Giving thanks for physical blessings from God will result in spiritual blessings from God. God's going to bless you when you show gratitude. Ten lepers received physical blessings while just the one received a spiritual blessing. There's a lot of things that we could get from, from, this, from this text. And there's just a couple things that I want to I point out to, to you. We, we've, all, we've all heard this story as kids. It, it is, it is a, a story that you hear as children. And it, it, again, it's a story that we overlook a lot of times. But whenever I think of stories like this, or whenever I'm reading my Bible, I, I, like, to, I like to think about if I was that person. I like to put myself in the Bible story. So... Put yourself in this story. Put yourself in this story as, as a leper. Think about how you would feel if you were the outcast. If you were the one separated from, from your family. You were dying from this painful disease. It would be awful. It would be terrible. You, you would be in despair. You would be desperate just like, just like these, these lepers. We're, we really aren't that much different from these lepers though. Because our, our sin is like leprosy. And in the Bible, leprosy is, is a picture of sin. You know, it's, it's basically a death sentence. Sin is a death sentence. That the consequences of sin is death. It separates us from, from all those we consider dear in our life. And specifically, it separates us from God. Our sin makes us outcasts in our relationship to God. If we were left alone with this leprosy, with this sin then we would die never having hope of a relationship with God, never having hope of eternal life in heaven. Instead, we'd be condemned to eternity in hell, separated from God, never having hope of a relationship with him, paying for the consequences of our own actions. Without someone to intervene in our lives, that's where we would be. That's where we would be, outcasts. Think about that for a minute. Where would you be without salvation? Where would you be without God's gift of eternal life? That's a sobering thought. That's a sobering thought. But because Jesus Christ gave everything up, he chose to die on a cross for our sins. He, he chose to take that awful disease on himself and pay the penalty for our sin. We don't have to pay for our sin. We... We don't have to, to spend eternity separated from him. We get to spend eternity in heaven with God. That's incredible. That's amazing. We don't have to pay for that, that disease. We don't have to live with that disease because Jesus Christ paid for it. If you're saved tonight, then, then God has done an incredible miracle in your life. One better than someone being healed from leprosy. Jesus Christ has saved you from your sins and that miracle should never grow old to you. No one in this room deserves a miracle like that. But that's what God has done for us. We, we, should never, we should never cease to be amazed by that miracle. But I want to propose to you tonight that we have more in common with these lepers than you think. Because how many days go by where you and I live without thinking of the incredible gift, the incredible miracle that God has given us in salvation. 
what he truly has healed us from, what he has saved us from. I know for me, that's far too common. But just like those nine lepers, you're here, you're here in church on a, on a Wednesday night. You're most likely pretty familiar with Jesus, with the things that God does. You're familiar with God's word. And we get so used to God working in our lives, God working in our hearts at church, God doing incredible things, that we get used to it. We forget how incredible that miracle really is. But not just that. God does so much more than just provide us with salvation. He blesses us on, on a daily basis, whether that's from, whether that's from good health, whether that's a, a job to help us provide for our needs, to provide for our families, and, and even to provide for, for once at times. Um, despite all that's going on right now in our country, he has blessed us with a great country and a free country. You know, he's given us great families, great friends, a great church family in Eastside. He's given us so many other things, so many things that, that, that we can hardly even comprehend. Like the song we sang tonight, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. God has blessed us so much with everything in our lives. We would have nothing without him. And yet, how often do we live our everyday lives? Do we wake up not even thinking about what God's done? Living with all the benefits of a life blessed by God, going on about our lives like, like God has done nothing at all. To be blessed time and time and time again, day after day, and live with those benefits and rarely say thank you, rarely give gratitude, it's a selfish way to live. It's a selfish way to live. Can you imagine the, the, the regret that, that the lepers had when they, when they stood before God and realized how selfish they were? Realize what they missed out on by not going back to thank Jesus, to show their gratitude to him, to complete the act of receiving. We've got a lot to learn from their mistakes and a lot to learn from, from this one leper. When we think about what God has done for us, his, his free gift of salvation, that incredible miracle, his daily provision, his daily blessings, our only response should be like that one leper, to, to turn back from whatever we're doing and to, to fall on our faces, to fall on our hands and knees and thank God for what he's done for us. To thank God for salvation, to thank God for our families, for our homes, for our friends, for all the things that, that he's done for us. Because he deserves all the glory, all the praise, the worship for what he's done for us. It's not good enough that, that we just come in on, on a Sunday morning or, or on a Sunday night, on a Wednesday night, and we sing about it, and, and we thank him during the prayer time. We thank him for the offering. We, we thank him for the food whenever we eat. It's not enough to, to do it one, two, three times a week. It should be, it should be daily. It, it, it should be more than daily. We should recognize what God has done for us. We should recognize God's grace, his mercy, his blessings on us, and thank him for it, and worship him for it. And if you do that, he, he's going to continue to bless you. He's going to bless you with, with, more, with more than you'd ever, ever think you could have. It should never be said of us as Christians, people who, who are so blessed by God, people who have been given so much by God, that we are like those nine Jews, living with all the benefits, living selfishly with all the benefits of God's blessings, without going back and, and thanking God for what he's done. The act of receiving 
is not done until we complete the act with gratitude. We need to complete the act of gratitude with God tonight and be thankful for what he's done for us. Well, but this principle of thanking God for, for what he's done, not living with the benefits of, of his gifts and blessings um, without giving thanks, well, it doesn't just apply to, to what God has done for us. It applies to people too. And it applies to, to our relationship with other people. Well, just, just like those, those nine Jews, you know, a lot of times um, the people that are closest to us are the ones that we take for granted the most. We're, we're so familiar with them, we take it for granted. You know, you think, you think about husbands and wives. It, it's so easy in, in such a close relationship to take one another for granted. You, you get so familiar with each other, and, and, and I can only speak as a husband, but husbands, you, you, you get used to everything that, that your wife does for you, and, and you can go days, weeks, months even, without thanking your wife, without doing something special for her, because of all the sacrifices that she makes for you, for, for your family. And, and again, I, I say that because I'm a husband, but it also applies to wives too. Don't take each other for granted. Be grateful for each other. And, and you'll be amazed what, what that does for, for your relationship. Don't, don't take each other for granted. Don't live with, with all the benefits that, that come from that relationship without being thankful. Complete the act. Complete the act. Be grateful. No, but I think of, of a, a parent and, and son-daughter relationship. You know, for teenagers, because that's the only kids in here right now for the most part, um, it's really easy to get used to all the things that, that your parents do for you. You, know, you, you, you get, your, your dad goes to work every day to provide for your family. Your, your mom gives you everything she has with no thought of herself. They both sacrifice daily and yet you can still treat them with disrespect. You can still talk back to them after all, all they've done for you. You can still be ungrateful for what they provide for you. Don't live with all the benefits that you receive from your parents, all the blessings that they give you without returning thanks and being grateful for what they do for you. Complete the act. Be grateful. Be grateful and thank them. But then I, I think of our pastor, and it's just been, it's been on my mind the, the last couple weeks. Another relationship that we take for granted is our relationship with, with our pastor. You know, our, our pastor has worked ty tirelessly to, to give and give to us every week. You know, he, he studies for three messages a week. I get overwhelmed just studying for one, just studying for my, for my Sunday school lesson. And yet he, he studies for Sunday school. He studies for three messages a week. And um, every time, it's, it's exactly what we need. And I, I've, heard, I've heard every single message he's preached here at Eastside and, and I'm, not, I'm not just saying this because I, I'm on staff. I'm not just saying this because um, I love my pastor. I, I have gotten something from every single message that he has preached. There, there's always something that we can apply to our lives. And that takes time. That takes sacrifice. You know, it, it's, not, it's, not just, it's not just preaching, though. He, he sacrifices his time to, to counsel. He takes calls at, at all hours. He... he visits friends and family in the hospital. He, he's, he's there when, when we need him. And, and not just him, though, his family sacrifices as well. Um, they sacrifice a lot, a lot for us at Eastside. I, I know what it's like to be a pastor's kid and to, to share your dad, to have to share your parents, 
um, when you'd really like them to be there or when you'd really like more time with them. You know, that is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice for, for the whole, a whole family. We have an incredible pastor. We have an incredible family in the Jets, and I, I'm so thankful for them. But let, let's not be like those nine lepers who, you know, it's been three years. We're, we're familiar with them. We're thankful for them. The newness has worn off. Let's not, be like, let's not be like those nine lepers and receive so much benefit, receive so much spiritual blessing from our pastor, from his family, and just go on living our lives like, like nothing has happened at all. Let, let's finish the act of receiving. Let's be grateful. Let's show our gratitude. And obviously, we, we have an opportunity coming up to do that. When they get back, let's shower them with love. Let's show them our gratitude. But more than just the, the one time, let's, let's always be aware of the sacrifice that, that our pastor makes, that, that his family makes. Let's thank him on a weekly basis. That, that, that would be okay. That would be. Let's pray for him. Let's be grateful for, for the things that, that he does. You know, they, and we, we can take our church for granted too and, and the relationships that, that we get to have in church. And we can get used, used to taking and taking and taking and, and being blessed and being blessed and being blessed by our, our church family that we, we take it for granted. We, we benefit from all the preaching, the teaching, the relationships that we get to have here. And, and we go on. We go on with our lives um, just acting like nothing, nothing really happened or, or like it's really not a big deal. But it is. We are so blessed by, by people, by friends, by family, by our pastor. We, we are a blessed people, and we ought not take that for granted. The act of receiving, which if you're here tonight, you've received a lot. The act of receiving is never complete until we show our gratitude to God for the things that he's done and to the people around us. You know, let, let's learn from this account to, to be thankful for and give God glory for all the things that he's done in our lives, whether that's salvation and being reminded of, of how incredible that, that that really is, being thankful for our family, our church family, our jobs, um, our, the, the relationships, being thankful for our, our country, our, our pastor, whatever it is, don't keep on living with, with all these amazing things, all these amazing benefits, the blessings that come from, from a, a life with God. Don't take it for granted. Don't just take and take and take. Be thankful. Show your gratitude. Be willing to give. Don't live selfishly with the benefit of, of, of people's influence, people's example, with this church, without letting people know how thankful you are, how grateful you are for them. You know, this, this, isn't, this isn't some complicated truth. It's not some, something that, that, that we, o we always forget. Um, but it's, it's something that we should be more aware of regularly on, on, a, on a daily basis, then we ought to complete the act of receiving because we receive blessings and gifts from God every day. Complete it every day and give gratitude to God. Give thanks to God. Complete the act and, and show gratitude to your friends, to your family, husbands, to your wife, wife to your husbands, teens to your parents. Complete the act of receiving and show your gratitude. Let's pray. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.